and welcome to Fresh Fusion, a weekly show where we discuss the business, the art, the ethics of content creation on the open web. My name is Jared White, and this is episode 89. Care to comment? Well, my friends, blog comments are back, and I'm very excited to tell you all about it in this episode. But before we dive in, a bit of follow-up from the previous episode, episode 88. Yes, 88 miles per hour. (laughs) Uh, It was an episode all about Back to the Future. No, actually, it wasn't. It was all about podcasting, but we had a bit of fun with the Back to the Future theme. So if you haven't listened to episode 88 yet, I encourage you to do so. This follow-up is about one of the topics that was in the episode regarding Spotify and about podcast exclusivity and how that is kind of an oxymoron because if a podcast is exclusive to a single platform, is it really a podcast? I argue it is not. But turns out, This discussion may be a moot point anyway, because it's looking like podcast quote-unquote exclusivity is not really a good business model. (laughs) Yeah, Spotify is shifting their strategy. Uh, They've laid a bunch of people off, as have a bunch of other big tech companies. But in particular, they seem to be moving away from what I had alluded to, which was their Netflix, but for podcasts strategy, and uh, instead kind of going towards more of a YouTube, but for podcasts strategy, I guess, which is basically like make a bunch of money off of ads. And uh, it may be that Spotify actually does better in the long run by, you know, helping produce podcasts, but ensure those podcasts can get listened to in a wide variety of places, not just on Spotify uh, and and all that kind of thing. And uh, other folks who in the past had done deals with Spotify, such as the Obama's production company, Higher Ground, uh, they left Spotify and have joined with Audible and uh, are now starting to produce original podcasts through Audible. But guess what? They're actually podcasts. Uh, wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, Yes, it's not just going to be through an Audible app or whatever. Uh, Because who wants that? Why would any podcaster, (laughs) why would any podcaster want to limit their shows to a single platform if you don't have to, right? The only way you would do that is if you were getting a crap ton of money, and that was the Spotify strategy, but uh, they don't have, they don't have the money, They increasingly don't have the money. In fact, they're losing crazy amounts of money on podcasting in general. So this strategy is not looking that good for them. And uh, honestly, (laughs) uh, this is nothing but good news for me. But be that as it may, this episode is not about podcasts, even though it is one. It's about blogs. Yes, we are talking about blogs today, and in particular, blog comments. Before we get into that, I just want to kind of list out why typically uh, all the work I've done around blogs for the last few years have not had comments and and what's going on there. So, you know, in the early days of blogging, uh, comments were totally the thing. Uh, it was rare 
I might argue, to see a blog that didn't have a feature to leave a comment on a post. Uh, Blog comments were kind of part and parcel of the idea of blogging. But over time, as folks started realizing that having to manage comments on a blog, having to moderate, having to, you know, kind of keep on top of all that uh, was a lot of work. And the experience of of actually using the commenting software wasn't always very good. Uh, And, you know, it it became an attack vector for for ads and spam. And and so blogs kind of became a target for a bunch of crap content. Uh, So, you know, over time, more and more folks started locking all that stuff down. And some blogs just decide to cancel comments. (laughs) Cancel culture comes to blogs and the comments get the axe. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of which high profile blogs I remember dropping comments and everyone's like, what? Uh, I'm not sure a particular one comes to mind, but it just seemed like uh, a number of years ago, maybe in the in the late 2000s or early 2010s, perhaps uh, there's just this mass movement to drop comments from blogs. And it kind of was happening around the same time as Twitter and other social media platforms were becoming a real big thing. So there was kind of a sense of, we don't need blog comments anymore. We just need blog posts. And then the folks that link to those blog posts from these other social platforms, that's where all the discussion can happen. So people are talking on Facebook, people are talking on Twitter, wherever. That's where the comments are. And the blog posts are just just the article, just the, the whatever. Uh, so that was the thinking. And I just kind of went along with that too for, for my blogs for a long time. Uh, my blog at jaredwhite.com and any other projects I was working on, I just didn't bother. I didn't bother to try to find a commenting solution. I didn't try to add one. It just seemed like kind of a waste of time. You know, what's the point if most of the posts are going to be zero comments and then the ones that get comments, maybe, you know, it's largely low quality or spam or whatever, like who needs to deal with that, right? So yeah, that's where we were. And then uh, somewhat recently, um, I started experimenting with this thing called Bridgy that would essentially let you use web mentions to kind of, uh, you know, facilitate the appearance of comments on your site. And those web mentions could come from other blog posts that used kind of the indie web toolkit of, of specs to facilitate web mentions. So, you know, in theory, someone could post something on their blog and mention your blog post and their mention could show up on your own blog post. Uh, so I was experimenting with using Bridgie for that. Uh, and the real use case there seemed to be actually that any Twitter mentions of your blog post could show up uh, through Bridgie. So it would use uh, Twitter's API, I guess, to, to keep track of that sort of thing. Um, so I tried that out in a previous incarnation of jaredwhite.com, and it was kind of cool. You could see people commenting and mentioning the blog post on Twitter, and then that would show up sort of as comments um, n- not automatically or anything. I had to essentially write my own code to talk to Bridgie's API. So it was okay, but I found that a lot of the time, the the quality of the content still wasn't high. 
because it was still just sort of like random posts that could come in from anywhere that just happened to mention that particular blog post. There wasn't really any sense of like a comment thread or a real discussion going on necessarily. And a lot of other sites I saw that were pretty active with web mentions and using Bridgie for Twitter and other things, um, it seemed like, you know, you could scroll through a list of, of 20 items and only a few are really that interesting and the rest is just kind of just kind of noise. I, I didn't feel like the, the signal to noise ratio was quite acceptable. And then, of course, more recently, Twitter itself has completely gone off the rails. So the idea of using Twitter for any commenting solution of any kind is ludicrous. Uh, there's no way I would have any interest in doing that now. So the real question becomes, well, if you want comments on your blog and you don't want an actual commenting system to be installed on your blog, what can you use? What can you use to facilitate people discussing things relative to a link to your blog? Uh, Presumably, the best solution here would be some kind of open, decentralized network that people could all participate in to comment on things. Wait a minute. I'm describing the Fediverse, aren't I? <laughs> Mastodon, <laughs> etc. This is exactly what I want, right? This is exactly what I want. I want a place where I can post a link to something I've written and folks can reply to that post and their replies are the comments. That's what I want. That, that's exactly what I want. It's, it's kind of perfect. Um, So this is by no means my own unique idea. Other folks have tried this as well. Uh, A lot of folks that I talked to recently, as I mentioned, I was starting to work on this, uh, pointed me to a post I had seen before from Carl Schwann. The link's in the show notes. Um, So he was able to, uh, to figure out how to use the Mastodon API to grab all the replies to a particular post and then use those replies as the comments. And to add your own comment, it's just simply a matter of replying to that original uh, Mastodon post that had linked, uh, you know, to to his blog. Uh, so, so yeah, that's so that was a good reference. Um, I ended up doing something a little bit more elaborate than that. So let me describe to you what I've ended up doing, and I say I have ended up doing because it is live. This system is now live. In fact, if you go to the page, the episode page for this podcast episode on my site, jaredwhite.com slash podcast slash 89, you can actually see any comments that are there or click the link to go to the Mastodon post that links to the episode and any reply you make there, uh, you know, from your own Mastodon or Fediverse software instance, it will show up as a comment. So that's all live now. And I'd like to describe to you how I enabled that. Uh, So without getting too far into the technical weeds here, um, my site, jaredwhite.com, is built with Bridgetown. Bridgetown is an open source site generator and framework. Uh, It's written in Ruby, and it's a project that I'm one of the maintainers on. So I I work on Bridgetown as a software project, and then also my my blog, of course, is using Bridgetown because eat your own dog food. <laughs> um, so, so in order to build the system, I, of course, had to create a new Bridgetown plugin. 
so work is underway to to really get that working well and kind of open that up to the public. Um, but for now, I'm just testing it out with my own site. And what I ended up doing is, so, so the thing I didn't want to do, because it's a lot of extra work, is post a thing on my blog and then go over to Mastodon and post a link to the thing and then copy the status ID or the link or the whatever from Mastodon and then hop back over to my blog and post that in to my front matter somewhere in the post I had originally made and then republish that. And like this whole song and dance thing just seemed like way too annoying. I'm too impatient. I'm too uh, <laughs> I'm too flustered on any given day to have to go through that whole rigmarole. I, I, here's what I want to do, right? Here, here's what I want to do. I want to be able to post something on my blog or post a podcast episode or post a new video, whatever it is. Go over to my Mastodon account, post a link, and that's it. Like, I'm done. <laughs> I posted the link on my Mastodon profile, and I'm done. And, and, the, and my blog just knows what to do. It just knows how to find that new post on Mastodon. It knows how to find that toot and and then grab all the replies from it. So how does it do that? How, how does it know which toot, which, which status, as it's called in the API, how does it know which status to find? Uh, well, I'm using hashtags. I've come up with a system of using hashtags where it can search for any of my Mastodon statuses with a particular hashtag. And the first one it finds that is a link to that particular piece of content, it considers that the canonical toot and uses that as the as the place to get replies from. Uh, so it means that, you know, I, I shouldn't be posting multiple links to the same piece of content with whatever the, the hashtag is. Uh, so I have a few different ones. For, for most of the stuff on the blog, it's just going to be hashtag blog, uh, but I can I can also use hashtag vlog for videos, and I can use hashtag podcast for podcast episodes, and I can use hashtag photography specifically for photos. So depending on which type of content it is and which hashtag I use, as soon as I've made that post on Mastodon, as soon as that status has been added, the the Bridgetown plugin can then find that whenever anyone wants to click the load comments button and see the comments. So yeah, so you know, as soon as this podcast episode is done recording, as soon as I'm done talking here and I edit it and I'm ready to publish, I'll first publish this episode on my site, on my Bridgetown site, and then I will go over to my Mastodon profile, which is indieweb.social slash at Jared White. Uh, so I'll be going over there. I'll say, hey, new podcast episode, blah, blah, blah. And I'll make sure there's a hashtag podcast in that text. And as soon as I include the link to the episode page and, and publish that, then anyone who goes to the episode page on my site will be able to click load comments and get any replies that are made, uh, not just through Mastodon, but through any Fediverse software. Because even though this plugin uses the Mastodon API, uh, other people don't necessarily have to be using Mastodon to reply to that, right? Because this is the Fediverse. It's it's all activity bub under the hood. It's all part of the decentralized federated social network that is across the globe. So, um, you know, 
for the sake of convenience, it's easiest to use Mastodon's API to make the plugin work. And because I use Mastodon, that's fine. Um, but it doesn't force everyone to use Mastodon only. Uh, and that's one of the genius things about all this. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like this is kind of the culmination of a dream I've had for a long time. You know, I've, I've thought in the past about like, you know, how can I use Twitter for comments? I've thought in the past about, uh, you know, are web mentions the next big thing? Like, you know, all this different stuff or like maybe, you know, maybe someone can invent some new commenting system that's, that's really great and works with static sites and has good moderation and people can link up with their preferred social media profiles and, you know, it doesn't have crappy ad trackers and heavy JavaScript bundles and all this stuff. But uh, man, like blog comments have just been this annoying thing for so long. And I feel like, I feel like this solution kind of cracks that nut of how to, how to add comments. But there is a little bit of a hurdle in the sense that, you know, if folks don't already have some kind of Fediverse account, if they don't understand what instances are and how to reply to things from other instances, you know, then they'll come across this kind of system and go, huh? <laughs> so, uh, so I need to work on a better way to kind of describe, you know, what folks should do. I think I'll actually put together a whole page, just like an informational page on my site about the Fediverse and about Mastodon in particular and why I'm using that for comments and how to do that and, and link to that from you know, the little preamble that tells folks how they can add a comment. So, you know, as soon as anyone goes to any page on my site and is trying to look at the comments and figure out how to add a comment, uh, I could link to more information. So I haven't finished, you know, kind of writing up all that documentation, if you will. But, but I'm really happy with how things are looking right now. I'm really happy with this kind of system. And I look forward to uh, really fine tuning it and getting this plugin out into the hands of Bridgetown site owners everywhere. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode. A little bit short and sweet this time uh, as a sort of counterbalance to the very long and <laughs> very ranty episode 88. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, you can go to jaredwhite.com to uh, read my blog and follow me there and you can go to jaredwhite.com slash podcast to listen to past episodes of the show and until the next episode bye bye everybody bye